All right, what's up, guys? We are back with another podcast episode. I just got back from San Clemente PPA. We've got a bunch of paddle updates, some brief thoughts on the MLP PPA stuff, but very brief on that. Largely, it'll be about this trip. And then uh, stay tuned for the kitchen to hear about some rating stuff if you want to hear about the world of pickleball ratings and the state that that's Oh, ratings. Okay, when you said ratings, I was like... I was thinking like gaming, like you're going to go on like a WoW raid or something. Like, oh, oh, raid. <laughs> yeah. It's icy. <laughs> it threw me off. Nope. I was like, this wasn't Go in the raid. show. No- yeah, I was like, this isn't in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to keep something a surprise for you. Keep you on your toes, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, let's start with some paddle stuff. I yeah. actually didn't have that much, but you had quite a few paddles. The only thing, well, a couple, but the main thing I wanted to say is uh, my last paddle review of the year is going to be the ruby and then i'm not Ooh. doing any more after that there's maybe maybe the smallest chance that i will record some youtube shorts or instagram reels mm-hmm. like one minute thoughts on some paddles that i don't know if i'll get a full review of uh but i still don't even know if i'll have time for that so if anyone's curious ruby's the last one for the year and then i'm maybe sure a bunch of you have heard by now <laughs> yeah and then I, and then january I'm gone, and then February, I'll be back, and who knows what's oh going to exist by February. I'm You're... probably going to come back, and like one of the big companies is going to be like dead. Like They're just not going to exist anymore. <laughs> Dang, you're going to leave the audience out to dry like that? Like They're going to be fiending hard. It's relapse. I, I got videos to post in January that I'll schedule, but they're just not paddle reviews. Oh, yeah. They're, yep. They're addicts. They're they're gonna go into relapse, or <laughs> it's it's over for them. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> nah, there's there's like six other people. You, John Q, and all the people will will keep everyone entertained while I'm gone. Maybe we'll see. <laughs> if you won't, John will for no, sure. No, 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 for sure, for sure. I'll I'll have some stuff out, but I'm gonna be focusing less on individual paddle reviews, and uh, I'm working on like a series where I just kind of explain the lineups of different companies. I already have three kind of written up and yeah. they'll be kind of like, they'll be kind of like mini reviews within themselves as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, one that I have coming up is on like the six zero lineup and the Ruby will be featured in that video as well, which I do like quite a bit. And I know you like quite a bit. Well, so I can't wait to hear your full review on the Ruby. Yeah, I need to. I, I've hit it for a handful of games now. I filmed some gameplay, but I was more focused on just playing with it and not really thinking about the paddle. And now that I'm back, I'm gonna focus on, uh, you know, deep dive. Probably play a bunch this week. Try and get that done pretty soon after. But we mean, I definitely mean? won't have the review done on oh, really? launch day. On launch day, yeah, because I was like, it's launching on the sixth. Like, so yeah, two days. It's not gonna happen. Oh, I really? it would have been possible tenth, if I didn't go to San Clemente. No, oh. no, sixth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All good. That gives us time to some some uh, someone else someone else to catch up to you in the views. <laughs> but I'm sure people will be waiting for your review for sure. Yeah. Maybe. 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 We'll see. We'll okay. See. Other paddles we want to talk about is the Forza Mach Two, which I think looks quite promising. The shape yeah. is wide body. It's very similar to uh, what's the other paddle that it looks like. The Solaire. Yes, the Yola Solaire wide body. It's still somewhat, I mean, it's not like completely short. There's, you know, it has a long handle still for two-handed backhands. Um, yep. But yeah, it looks promising to me. I think it has 
a really high twist weight, really stable. I think Braden from Pickball Effect also, uh, you know, mentioned in uh, that it had a high twist weight and that it looked very promising. Have you hit with it yet? No, I, I literally just got home today and the package was sitting here. It actually showed up the day that I left for San Clemente, but I am really intrigued because of the base stats that I've seen. Valer mm-hmm. had posted in my Discord about it. And uh, I believe the 16 millimeter is over a seven twist weight, which like it's not common at all for yeah. uh, paddles to have over a seven twist weight out of the box. And then long handle, wide body shape. Like it just fills an area of the market that mm-hmm. uh, there's not a lot of people doing. Like I I feel like there's a good chance I'm going to like this paddle a lot. Like Same. I feel like I'm going to want to hit it this year, but I don't know if that's going to happen or not. Yeah, I think but I'm probably going to like it a lot too because it kind of fits in similar specs with um, maybe what, like the Scorpius and maybe the Movin 13S, but maybe with it, but I know it has a higher twist weight, so more stability than those other two I just mentioned too. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting because it's, it's not identical to the Solaire. It's like slightly more rounded at the head and the, the bottom. Like the shape is modified ever so slightly, but largely is the same thing as the Solaire. And I know... Pickle, who some of you guys have probably been seeing, they signed mm-hmm. Tyra and Gabe Tardio has been using their stuff. Um, I know they're working on Tyra's signature paddle, which is, I don't know if it's exactly the same shape yet. I've seen pictures of the paddle mm-hmm. and it looks really similar. So I guess we'll, when I get all of them, maybe I'll have to compare them at some point. Uh, but the concept of that shape is really intriguing. I kind of hope, I well, I really hope that Tyra's and the Volaire are not the same thing, kind of like the Ronbis and the Bolaire was, like mm-hmm. when I reviewed their original paddles. So yeah. hopefully there's some difference there. But yeah, seems very interesting. All right, cool. All right, next up, I want to quickly talk about Vulcan's new paddle that's technically not released yet. Some of you guys have like probably seen uh, Jay Davillier playing with like a raw carbon fiber Vulcan paddle. Um my buddy Aaron, uh, who plays for Vulcan, he came through to town and we got to hit a bit and he had it. He says this is like one of five. Like Jay Davillier has like three and he has like one and the other one is, I don't know, probably with the manufacturer. But I hit with it and it's really good. I was like, yo, you just need to release this now. It's definitely a power paddle uh, and I don't know any specifications or anything with it. But I just remember when I hit with it, I was very impressed. So uh I mean, that'll be a nice win for Vulcan if they release it as it is or they don't tweak it that much. It felt very stable, very powerful, really controllable, good spin. It just felt overall like solid like to me. So I'd be curious uh, to see that paddle when it comes out. I feel like Vulcan really needs a win because they've essentially not been relevant since I started Pickleball, which is like we're going to be I'm at what, two and a half years now, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think we're at two and a half years, and like there has been zero point in time where Vulcan has even been radar. remotely relevant. Yeah, like <laughs> the the most relevant thing they've done was the 900 series, and that was definitely significantly overpriced. Yeah, for what, for it, what was. it was. Yeah, well, I mean, so I'm the, like the ball, right? Or like is that? Well, they're ball? working on a ball allegedly, but who knows if I don't know. Maybe that maybe the ball will be a a win as well, but. Okay. They need a win. I feel like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Some of these legacy brands, like that's how I felt about Engage. Felt like they were falling off the map. Then they released the the Pursuit Pro, which absolutely crushed it. Paddletech's been hanging on for dear life is what it feels like. <laughs> Though I will say 
The Anna Lee one is pretty good. I really wanted to get to that one this year, mm, and I don't though. know if I will. But maybe it, next year. I, I do think that one's. It probably deserves more credit than I think it's getting right now. I keep seeing people say like, "Oh, it's nothing special." Like blah blah blah. Everyone's had it, but if it's not thermoformed, which as far as I can tell, it's not. It it's got to be like the hardest hitting non thermoformed paddle or yeah. one of them that I've touched. Like the twelve point seven millimeter is so poppy. I don't know. I actually think I think there's a place in the market for that. If mm. it was priced, let's say they did like one eighty. Yeah. I think a, I think a ton of people would use it. At two thirty, it's a little bit expensive, but I don't know. That's another one that I I want to get to because it's I think it's more interesting than people might think. Okay. Well, we'll wait for review on it next year when you come back from vacation all right that's right next up i want to quickly talk about the wild monkeys spirit wild monkeys is like a kind of like an entry level brand uh you know just regular cold pressed paddles before they did come out with this new one that's thermoformed long handle plays very and like fairly soft and muted but it's a good performer i think for like the value that you get in the box. I forgot how much it goes for, but I know it's pretty competitive, but I think the value you get out of the box is good. They give you weighted kind of strips and bars in there with a uh, paddle eraser and some edge tape with it. And I think it's like a good option if you're looking for a thermoform paddle that's a little bit softer and you kind of just get all these other goodies inside the box. So that was pretty sweet. And then also... I know some of you guys have heard me talk about it before, but the company called Ethos that makes the paddle called the Arete and the Scorpio, I think it's called. But like, it's the one, the Arete is the one that looks like a triangle, like a shield or whatever. You may have seen it, but I saw two of them like this week within like the span of like two, three days, like two of them out in the wild. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've seen more of these than I've seen Franklin STKs out in the wild which is kind of nuts to me i dude i don't think i've ever seen more than maybe three in the wild if you don't count pros yeah it's kind of yeah exactly if you don't count pros so i thought that was kind of like wild to me to to see this because i just imagine i like i think it's a fine paddle but i just imagine that shape is a big turnoff for a lot yeah. of people because it's just so different and it looks really small uh but yeah i saw like you know a couple people playing with it so I thought that was interesting. And then speaking of Franklin, uh, there's the new Franklin raw carbon fiber that is, is it fully released yet? Like for sale or no? Oh man, I, I've started seeing ads for it. I can't remember if the launch day was also around the sixth or if that one was around the 10th. It's funny. Franklin emailed me uh-huh. or at least someone claimed to be Franklin. It was a Gmail email and not like a Franklin address. So I, I had messaged back and was like, they said, Hey, we have these new paddles coming out. Do you want them? And I was like, sure. But I was like, can you prove to me that you're from Franklin before I give you my address? Because I was like, I don't want to give my address out to someone if I don't know they're from Franklin. Yeah. And uh, they just never responded. And then I sent a follow up and also never got a response. So maybe I did dodge a scam there. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm I'm curious about them, though. My expectations are very low because of it being Franklin and how the SDK went here. Here's my prediction. It's just a thermoformed paddle. Now my question is, can Franklin manage to botch a thermoformed paddle? Like they managed to mess up the SDK instead of just doing raw carbon fiber. They were like, let's, let's do this coating on it. That's not good. (laughs) 
I'd be very surprised if they botch it. I almost feel like it's very difficult to mess that up. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I'd be more impressed if they messed that up than if they got it right. That's right. That's that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, like Wild Monkeys came out with one, and it's very good. <laughs> and like Franklin is kind of, you know, I would say somewhat of a player in the industry. You know, kind of a, a bigger name. So I don't know. I'd I'd hope that they wouldn't mess this up. But we'll see. When you get let's it, hope. let me know. Let's up. When you get it, let me know. All right. Yeah, I think they did two shapes. I think they did a really? square one and an elongated. I think it's the Dynasty and the Tour. I might be messing up the Tour one. I'm pretty sure one of them is called Dynasty. But yeah, I am. I think they did two shapes. I think that's smart. I, I kind of feel like recently the, the standard square shape has like yes. become more popular than it was. Yes, I think that's where the meta of pickleball is kind of gravitating towards um, because you need faster hands, right? This is this is where you kind of get the edge, right? Like everybody can kind of drive hard. Everybody can, you know, leverage, you know, the elongated, um, you know, passing. People's strokes are just getting better. People are generating more spin and power. And then it comes to a point where, that is no longer an advantage because people, you know, can all do that and can all counter that. So where is kind of like the next place where optimization, you know, lies? And that's in the volley to volley hand battle exchanges and the counters. And for that Well and you, also resets, like yeah, yeah. wider body, better for resets, more stable, like Right. I yeah. I I mean you you're seeing more pros use it. I can't remember all the ones that I I kind of had like a small list in my head, but like mm-hmm. Federico's been using the Anna Bright. Anna Bright's obviously using her signature paddle and I know there's a number of other pros using uh standard shapes these days. So mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting. I'll be curious to see if it keeps going that direction. Yeah, we'll see. I think middle of next year will be interesting to see what people and what shapes people are playing with. Um at least in the yeah. pros. Um I think the like high level like rec players as well even even me myself i've been experimenting more with like the hybrid shapes and i've been gravitating more towards lower swing weight more stability and i think by next spring i might switch to something that is more hybrid and like less along it's something 16 like 15.5 to 16 inches in length and a little bit uh wider i mean i've been testing out like the ruby I've been enjoying the Black Diamond, and then uh, Thrive has come out with the hybrid shape as well. And uh, also, uh, Doug uh, from Brent Butter finally sent me the Loco, so I'm very excited to try that and play with that as well. So, yeah, I think by next spring, I might fully switch to kind of like that hybrid shape. We'll see. Welcome to the train, finally. <laughs> it's, I mean, I've only been saying that shape's amazing for who knows how long now. About, I never said that <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> Here I will I want to make one clarification though cuz I see a lot of I see a lot of people call hybrid paddles anything that has a rounded head. I uh, don't think that I I completely disagree that that is what makes something a hybrid. Yeah. A hybrid in my opinion yes. is when you are 6 16.25 inches in length and until recently almost all the paddles that have had that shape have had the rounded head. Yeah. So uh, but I think the 16.25 is what you call hybrid. And if it has a rounded head, that's a nice a bonus. Head. It has the curved head. That's, I think, kind of like the signature shape. But I know that 
it's actually kind of funny. I believe both pickle companies, P-I-K-K-L and P-C-K-L, that's <laughs> for sure going to get confusing in the future. I wish, mm-hmm. I, yeah, that's going to get confusing. Uh, but I think both of them have shapes that are like, they look like a normal shaped paddle, but I believe mm-hmm. they're both 16.25 inches. Mm-hmm. So kind of interesting. It doesn't, like it fits what I define as hybrid, but it doesn't have the rounded Martin shape head. Right. So it's just the dimensions. So anyways, you're like 16.25. Yeah, dimensions is what I call hybrid. Okay. Yeah. What's the width that you would categorize? What's what's that maximum uh, width? What would that width normally be? It's less be? than eight inches, so it's like 7.75 inches wide, something like that. Yeah, somewhere somewhere around there. Um, the width, I don't think too much about. It's usually just the the length is more what I'm concerned about in terms yeah. of defining hybrid. But like, okay. there are some paddles, like I think the Forza, the Rhombus... Pulsar and like a couple others. They're 16.5 inches, and some people are like, oh, it's a hybrid. Oh, that's a hybrid. Like, yeah, even though it's technically. And I'm like, I guess you're saying. Exactly. I guess yeah. you're saying. Yep. Yep. So I'm just putting that out there now. We are officially coining, and it. I'm pretty sure the other reviewers agree. Like, I think Brayden and John mm-hmm. and whoever else, 16.25. That is hybrid. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Let it All be right. known. Cool. Cool. Let it be known. All right. Next up, we have. Pro player contract reductions. Uh, memes of pickleball definitely <laughs> made some posts nah. about this. Everybody made posts about this. Uh, for some of you guys who don't know, uh, after the whole like demerger and like the fight over pro players and these players getting egregious contracts, and now with them remerging, uh, obviously the you know PPA MFU can't pay these or. or maybe they agree not to pay these contracts out. So they're asking pro players to take reductions in their contracts. And most have been, I think, agreeing, right? Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen anyone that has said, no, I'm not taking a pay cut, at least publicly. But it's funny. They're From everything I've gathered, they're asking players. They're not forcing them. But yeah. if enough players don't accept it, the merger doesn't go through and it sounds like MLP goes bankrupt and then you get no money. So it's like, okay, are you mm. just going to be one of the people that says no and hopes everyone else says yes so that you get the full amount of money you were promised, but you gamble it uh, not getting theory. anything? Yeah. A little game yeah. theory there. So, I mean, I would assume most real players, no, they would accept that because if you were the holdout, I'm... Rumors spread quick in the world of pickleball, and then the other pros That's would know true. you'd be the holdout, and then you just look like a complete asshole and true. be exiled, excommunicated. You know, nobody would want to work with you. Like, okay, you know, screw you, whoever. What's super funny to me is that there's been these posts, you know, that like the dink or whatever, it's like a quote, and it'll be like, you know, like Ben John said one, like, I took a pay cut, and it's like good for pickleball. <laughs> and and yada yada and I'm just sitting there going, okay. First of all, I'd like to know how much of a pay cut you took. Like if you took ten dollars off your million dollar salary, that's a pay cut, mm-hmm. but it it doesn't actually contribute anything. And I'm not saying that's what it was, but I don't think they even need to say the amount. But it just it felt all these posts felt so forced. Like I think there was one of James where he was talking about yeah taking a pay cut, and I'm like, this just sounds like something the organizations were like, hey, we need you to say this. Because yeah. it makes it look good. good. like Yeah, it's a PR move. Yeah, it just felt very forced every time I saw one of those posts. And I was like, well, it'd be nice to know what the actual pay cut was. 
Right. For, I don't know. It just, the whole thing seems like a mess. And I can only imagine that Ken Herman over at the APP Mm -hmm. is just laughing and going, you know what? We're just running a financially stable tour over here while you guys like offered people like hundreds of thousands, even millions of dollars Mm -hmm. that you knew you couldn't pay them. And now you have to backtrack. Like, I feel like Ken is now like, you know what? We lost, we lost the fight, but we're winning. We're gonna win the, win war. the war. I feel like yeah. he's in it for the long run. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's looking like the smarter guy right now. And from what I can tell, the APP is doing well. I mean, I know it's not maybe the best product for viewership or whatnot, but I think the pro players that attend it and the people who attend it still have uh, an enjoyable experience. I haven't really heard anything bad come out of the APP events and the APP tournaments. So um, I don't know from either like pro players or recreational players that participate. So yeah, it seems like, you know, like they're like the tortoise in this race or, you know, slow and steady, you know? See, but you know, I also give it a lot of, a lot of respect because I've been thinking about this just for a lot of uh, life things recently, but also related to my work is, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, man, I want to be at like this stage of the career faster. or I was hoping to be done with certain things at a certain uh-huh. timeline. And I'm like, OK, you can spin your wheels super hard, which is what I've like done for two years now. But I'm like, if you want to be doing this for a long time, like you got to go a little slower. And uh-huh. everyone always takes like the, you know, one to two year approach. And I feel like when you zoom out and think 10 years, you can go a little slower and it might be better. I don't know. I just feel yeah. like that's what APP is doing, and it mm-hmm. clearly seems like it's doing well. Oh yeah, man, you're you're talking to the choir right now. Like that's exactly how I feel. You don't understand how many times, like people come up to me, and obviously, you know, you and I are tied at the hip, so they're like always like, "Oh, Will, like, how come you don't have as many followers as Chris and the and all this other stuff? You work with him, and I'm like, yo, I'm just going at my own pace. I'm I'm happy to be along the ride, and sometimes you just can't take any more." than you know what you can take at that point in time like you know what i'm saying so i get it and uh yeah you just kind of have to go at your own pace and be responsible about it and also kind of just what do they say like enjoy the process right you know not the result right so it is what it is and i think uh ken herman he is uh doing that and he's showing pba and mlp how it's done right we we need to go to an app next year like it just kind of happened that this year the ppa events made way more sense to us to go to like i haven't yeah. been to one since i think the one i Atlanta. went to in georgia with yeah. you yeah yep. yep so we should go to one just because i feel like it would be good to you know kind of know what's going on over there see how the tournaments are run especially comparing the amateur experience from ppa to app because ppa can be really hit or miss yeah yeah you definitely, know, definitely. It'd, it'd be good no i but agree it, it does make me wonder mm-hmm. with all of this news that came out this week steve coon leaving uh leaving brooks uh wiley Wiles. being Fired, I think it was. I don't know that for sure. I don't think he left on his own term. But like MLP is dead. Two really big people leave. That does not give me high hopes that this league is doing well. Yeah. Uh yeah, no. I I would agree. It's not it's not looking it's not looking good for MLP. And when two of you know your top leadership is gone, like what's gonna happen? Who's gonna take over? What's the vision for it? How is the merger going to work out. How's PPA going to handle MLP? Yep. And it's just going to be kind of sad because I think a lot of spectators and a lot of, um, you know, more casual players who are getting into to pickleball 
like MLP. They like the format. They like the energy. Um, so if it's gone, like I think I'll be sad. But there, there might be some hope because uh, APP recently they they announced some sort of team event. Are they coming out with a team event? Yeah, I saw some post that they were going to be. I think Brayden shared it on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was the APP saying they're going to be doing a team event and then 100k prize pool for uh, that tournament. And so I'm like, again, they're just taking their time, but hopefully they're going to do it right and do something good with it. I don't know. What, like, do you know if it's going to be similar to the MLP format? Like, you know, four players to a team. No idea. No idea. I, there's a part of me that thinks that the team format can be, you know, iterated upon, improved, or can, you know, because like, we just tried this MLP format the way that it is now, the way that we know it, rally, rally scoring, four players, two guys, two girls. But I have thought about, like, I don't know if you've ever played, uh, like, team tennis in high school, but, you know, you have, like, rank number one through six, right, of your school, and they play rank yeah. one through six of another school. And then there's also, like, like one, two, and three doubles, and they play against one, two, and three doubles of another school. So that's a total of, like, nine matches, and you see who comes out on top maybe something similar to that could be kind of interesting you know and like that way you could have some depth in you know a team and you could have some specialists right and you can see more singles potentially more doubles or you can see a team that is like maybe if they're with other players they don't play as well but when they're together you know they play more strongly as a team you know, together. I don't know. I, I just think that there's some room for some innovation there. So I'd be curious to see or hear about how APP would set up their team format. Yeah, I'm curious to see too, but we'll see. I have a feeling uh, the tour wars is uh, long from over. Maybe we'll see a vibe uh, resurgence for a third time. <laughs> Can you imagine? I did at this point. I don't. I don't believe that there's ever going to be a merger. This is such an on-off thing. I'm like, can you guys just make up your mind and like let's just move on? Yeah, like, let's talk about something else. You know what I mean? Like, geez. Yes. Yes. Agreed. It's okay. Crazy. Well, moving on from that, let's talk about your experience in San Clemente PPA in California. I I didn't hear from you for like the whole entire weekend, which was very odd to me because I think you and I talk almost every day. At least yeah. like a text or something. I was like, "Dang, man, he left me for Did, Ed. Well, you know, <laughs> for Ed. You were you were feeling the pressure. You were like, "Oh my gosh, what if Chris does do better with Ed? Am I gonna get replaced?" <laughs> nah, nah, nah. I, I was getting replaced. Although Ed was really trying. Though you sent me that story where Ed sent you flowers. He brought or something. me flowers. He brought yeah. me flowers. Yo, that's a good move, Ed. I like it. I like it. Ed's really trying to to court you real hard. And then, Dude, did, did you see I'm my saying, response? I did. I did see a response, and all I'm saying is, if you don't want to get replaced, you better bring me like muffins or something next time, dude. Honestly, that's the only thing he could have done better. If Ed, imagine he gave me a package of muffins and like beef sticks, that would have been hilarious. Dude, dude, dude. Okay, so it's okay. I'll I'll do him one better. I'll do you one better. Okay, I'll bring you a bouquet of flowers made with the stems of beef sticks, and on top of it will be muff- little muffins on top. Okay. That would be so funny. Actually, I don't even know. Now that I've said this out there, if one of you guys out there are listening, if one of you guys do that for Chris when you see them out when you see him out in the wild, like that you will be good. You will definitely get a shout out on the pod. Maybe your photo will actually be flashed up 
on on the that, video. That might be like pickleball studio hall of fame or something. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> so if one of you guys want to do that out there, I would love to see that. Like for you, just somebody to walk up with you with a <laughs> with a bouquet of of flowers made of beef sticks and muffins. Yeah. That would be crazy. But yeah. dude, I will say it's funny you say like, oh, like you know, we didn't talk much during that time. I am ho- absolutely horrible at responding to any form of communication when I'm at a tournament. Like I get so Same. I'm just so in it with like being with friends and like competing that point. like I'm I'm horrible at texting even my wife back. <laughs> oh, I have, okay, like I have bad. to like it, it is. I do I've gotten a lot better about like okay, I like, you know, I got to make sure I send some updates and stuff. But like Kyle tried to call me like there was a bunch of emails I didn't respond to. I would finish a tournament day and there'd be like 57 texts on my phone. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I, it's just like when I you know, when you're in the middle of competing, you're just not looking at your phone. And it's bad. Well, I all that to Mr. say, I got to get better. Mr. Popular. Humble brag over here. Shoot. <laughs> not 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 even popular. It's just me being bad uh-huh. at responding. Sure. It's bad. Sure. But anyways. All right. So this tournament, yeah, I wasn't going to go for it. We'll just give the whole background really quick here. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to go, but there was a big group of Minnesota people going and a couple of my friends were like, dude, you got to come with. It's going to be so much fun. And I was like, no, 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 no. I have too much work. I'm not going to go. And then Ed was on a podcast and he mentioned he'd like to play a tournament with me. And I was like, Ed's in California. I was like, if there was ever going to be a tournament to make this work, it's probably this one. I have friends going. I was like, OK, I'll go. So I went very glad I went. Because it was super fun tournament. Absolutely loved it. Um, hadn't been to this venue. I've heard lots about this venue. So we'll go over my singles day first. Yeah. Thursday. Mm-hmm. Ended up having a rain delay, which is insane for California. Never oh. thought I'd see that. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Damn. So I got like a two-hour late start, which was actually fantastic because the travel day prior just exhausted me. So I didn't have to play until... Actually, it was a three-hour late start. I didn't have to start till 10.30. So that, I actually thought that was great. I was kind of happy about that. But then only games to 15, which is a little bit of a bummer. It was 4-5, so right? 4-5. Like, yep, 4-5 okay. for all three events this weekend. Got it. And uh, the first thing we have to talk about is this happens every PPA, man, that me and my siblings or me and my friends are at. So you there's play each other. Yes. There's <laughs> eight of us in this Airbnb, all from Minnesota. So get this. There's two couples... And then me and my brother and then two other brothers that came on this trip. And first round of singles, the two brothers have to play each other. Oh. And then one of our friends win, wins one match, plays another one of our friends. And then while I'm doing my thing on the other side of the bracket, I ha- I eventually got to one of those friends. So within the first like three rounds, we all played each other and knocked each other out. Okay. Well, how many people were in the bracket? Was it? 23 i think all right and we had let's see one one two three we had four people from minnesota in that bracket okay and you guys all played each other within the first like three rounds first three rounds okay that kind of sucks it's not it could have been worse or you guys could have all played each other like the first round uh, for sure, could have been worse, but I did. But I it did, wasn't I'd laughed, ideal. <laughs> laughed so hard that the two brothers of all people played each other first round. Because I'm like, dude, yeah. same last name. Just go put them opposite ends yeah, of the bracket. Just add that into whatever algorithm, or it's like an e. I I can't be a hard fix, right? For whatever 
program or thing that you're using to create the brackets, right? Like, you would think, <laughs> you would think it was it was rough, man. I was like, dude, imagine traveling 400 miles just to play your friends that you can play with anytime you want. It's yeah, like, exactly. In sucks. singles, yeah. At least put them on the upsides of the bracket. Come on, we talk. I feel like we talk about this every single time, and it's. I feel like it's not gonna be changed anytime soon. So. I mean, PPA, even APP, wherever, whoever. If you're a tournament organizer, TO, if like do like do us a solid. That that one little change would be so beneficial to the player experience. It, like yes, would be lovely. Okay. Uh, but anyways, we have to talk about my horrible line calls this tournament. Your horrible. Well, you calling them out? Or you calling them in? <laughs> I'm calling him in. Oh, of course you are. Gosh. Okay, dude. I'm not even kidding you. The first match of singles I played, guy serves the ball. It's way out. Like, it's you... probably a foot and a half out, and I played it. <laughs> and then, and then, dude, I know. But And then as soon as I did it, I was like, gosh, dang, that ball's out. Well, you should have called that. And I was like, whatever. Next one. Wait, wait, no, he no, does no, no, this... no. Okay, he does the same. Go ahead. Thing. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. He, he serves, like, the same exact ball, and I play it again. And I'm like... Why do you do this to yourself? Just call it out. You're not a bad guy for calling the ball out. Then the third point, we actually play a point this time. It wasn't just serve and return, but I, he hits like a volley and it was out close. It's probably like inches instead of feet, but it was also out. And I was like, dude, three in a row, just call the dang ball out. Like you're not Wait, this, a bad person for calling it out. This guy, this also, this guy just totally took advantage of you. He didn't even, he it was like, nah, that was out, bro. No, like, yeah, he didn't say anything. But uh, I could the the other half reason that I knew they were uh, probably out is because you can always tell by your opponent's body language after you return it, and they're kind of like, "Wait, they did like you can see they paused because like wait they didn't call that ball out." And every time I was like, "Ah, oh, yeah," but this, even they know it's out. Oh yeah, but this guy took it. Like here's the thing: like if it's close, well, but what are you gonna do if okay? So like let's say I hit the serve return. Yeah. Are you gonna pause and say, "Hey, bro," like? My serve was out. You're never yeah. going to say that. Well, you, you, no, no you're not. Yeah, I would. No, you would never yes. do that. Yeah, if it's no. if it's if it's egregiously out, like I'm I'm calling I'm calling my own like point out. Like I'm calling my own my own shot out. And I'm like, "Nah, bro." Like, the next time we I'm I'm so keeping track of this. The next time I if you and I, I play a tournament or if I'm watching, I'm okay. totally watching look, for this. Look. Okay, yeah, totally watch for it. If it's like a foot out, like no, I'm calling it. And if it's like clearly out, like but if it's close, if it's close, like it like I'm saying within an inch and you call it in, like I'm playing it. But if it's like Yeah. If it's like a foot, nah, yeah. bro. Like I'm not I'm not taking that. All right, that's that's the first time I've ever seen Will play the good guy card. Normally, like, bro, I take advantage of that. <laughs> Normally, you're the villain of this podcast. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. All right. It's <laughs> so, anyways, terrible line calls on my part. I I started down like 08 or 07 that game, and I was like, dude, you suck. I was like, are you really about to go to the backdraw immediately? Wait, how, I how won much that were you game. down? How much were you down? Oh, oh like 08. Bruh. It was bad. I I was like, dude, you're terrible at this game. I ended up winning that 16-14. Dang, what a comeback. Look, this this goes back to that time I asked you. I was like, would you rather be down 7-1 and on the come up and on the comeback and you have the momentum, or would you like to be ahead? And I'm tell I told you, man, it's better to be down and then come back. It's just it's way better. Well, you know what's funny is that's going to be a huge trend for this entire tournament because <laughs> I think my next, I'm pretty sure my next two matches, yeah. I also started down similar amounts. I was down at least 05 or like 06, 
and then came back and won those matches. Mm. So it I, might, you <laughs> might be right. That might just be the play. I, yeah, that might just be the play. I hope Nam is listening to this right now. He's probably like, you know, I told you so, like in his head. I can't wait for him to hear this part of the pod. <laughs> probably. But so I got all the way to the semifinals uh, okay. of okay. the singles day, and okay. I got to play Good our run. friend Brody. Brody? From Oh, snap. Did you get revenge? Please tell me you beat him. Oh, believe me, there was a whole lot of trash talk the entire day. Every time we passed each other, it was uh-huh, like, dude, I'm uh-huh. going to destroy you if you if you get to me. <laughs> and even, dude, even during our match, yeah. there was so much trash talk. Like, Did you record I, it? I don't think, did I film it? I, you know, I think I actually did film it. I'm pretty sure I did, so I should go back and listen to it because literally like there was a bunch of his friends there was some of my friends Mm -hmm. and it was like interactive like everyone was kind of in on the banter it was very funny that's the best i loved it i thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it but after carbon made that post that was you know clipped our podcast and was like yeah like you know basically we're just talking about how badly we got beat by brody i was like i need revenge uh-huh. Well, I didn't get revenge. I ended up losing eight fifteen. So, okay. Congrats, Brody. Here's your second shout out on the pod. You beat nice. me again. Good job, but Brody. What I am gonna say is this man has one of the worst backhands I've ever seen in pickleball. I. <laughs> Why did dude, you hit to it? I, dude, I tried, but he. <laughs> first of all, he he is genuinely very good at running around it. Yeah. I was impressed, but the first few times I hit to it, it was so bad. That it like caught me off guard. I was like, no one has this bad of a backhand. I was like, that was a mistake. And then I kept going to it. And I was like, bro, he bunts it like it's a baseball. Like (laughs) he just, he doesn't, he can't put it away. He just like bumps it and drops it in the middle of the court. It's like, I mean, clearly it doesn't matter because he beat me. So that clearly says something about me. But I was just like, how is your backhand this bad? Like, I know he holds his forehand weird and that's why the backhand's Mm -hmm. bad. But I was like, dude. It's impressive that you can play this well with a backhand that's this weak. Mm. Well, so shoot. he made it work. He made it work. He, he, he did. did smart. He got it back into the middle of the court, took away the angles, and then I mean, he, I bet you he just ran around, around a bunch of backhands you tried to hit and just smoked you with it. You he did. I mean? He he had some very impressive forehands. Like he he also had a lot of net cords, so those were those were kind of annoying, but. Is what it is. It was it was fun. I liked playing Brody. He's a good guy. I like I like when I can banter with people. It makes me feel very comfortable. So it was it was a good match. Okay. Sick, but sick. yeah. What Anyways, next? to to wrap up singles day, I ended up going three and two. Uh, so I lost Solid. in the semifinal. And then my next match, if I won that one, was to bronze. And this is why I said maybe you're right, because I start this match and once you, once you went to the back draw, it's first to eleven. Okay. I start this match up 6-1, and I'm oh, feeling great. God. I lose this match 10-12. Ooh, dagger. When Absolute we switched dagger. sides at 6, mm-hmm. he just started smoking me. Like, he he crushed it, man. He found, like, he kept hitting these backhand down the line shots, and I wasn't adjusting for it. Like, it was crazy. I ended up having match point. I got to 10-8. He clawed his way back, got to 10-10, got ahead, and then... In classic Chris Olsen fashion, he hits this like lob-ish ball at the end that I'm pretty sure was out. All my friends afterward were like, dude, I cannot believe you called this ball in. Oh, in my no. in my defense, I believe the ball was very close. But okay. when I turned around and started tapping my paddle, like, yeah, nice shot, like you won or whatever, I could tell his face was like, 
is he really giving me this? <laughs> that, that, not Christmas. because it was way out. I think it was just so close that any other player in a tournament yeah, would a tournament be like, out. yeah, that ball's out. That's yeah, exactly. Tournament, tournament out. But I was like, it just feels so bad, dude, to like at like match point to have a ball that close and like call it out on someone. It's like, I just, I can't be that guy. Like it feels, I would probably rather lose than like, end up winning that match and then feel like maybe I hooked someone. You know what I mean? Mm, okay. I see that. I see that. I don't know. If it's match point, you know, I become much more evil, especially in tournament play. I'm just saying. So <laughs> If there's anything that's actually 3-5 about me, it's my line calls. And it's because they're bad for me. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. It's well, it's it, it sounds like you had a good time. You performed well. Uh, yep. Had some close games, so I mean, yep. you got ended what, up getting fifth? fifth. Pretty good, yeah. Not bad. Yeah, I mean, fifth out of like twenty-four or however many teams yeah, it was, like in California, feels good. To that's me. solid. That's very, yeah. very solid. Okay, that's what's up. All yep. Right. So, anyways, next? Friday. Yeah, we'll go through this day really quick. Uh, I hurt so bad, my lower back. You know, remember <laughs> the Jordan Briones camp? Remember what happened to my back there? Yes, you could not yeah. move. You were yeah very very similar friday morning but oh, i could gosh. tell it was it was right before it was going to get that bad so i was like guys i'm not going to the venue today like i'm going to loosen my back up with a massage gun i'm going to stretch all day ended up taking care of my back it ended up being fine after that but i will say it probably would have been as bad had i not been doing all this gym training with um connor derrickson from or that pickleball trainer who you guys yeah. should totally go follow because he makes yeah. some great content. I've been working with him for like a month and a half, maybe two months now. Wait, do you and work I can with him definitely... in person? No, 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 just online. Just like online. he gives me okay. all the workouts and then I go do the workout and we talk about it or whatever. Got it. Yeah. He's great. I've been, I like working with him and I feel like this was my second or th second time, I think, ever playing all three events. And I'm pretty sure, dude, like, if I was not going to the gym, I could not do this. Like, it's really hard to play all three events. Yeah, I bet. I'm sure you were destroyed. I mean, dang, if your back got to as bad as when we were at the Jordan Briones camp, yeah, that that's pretty bad. Because at Jordan Briones' camp, yeah, <laughs> I not. was bad. I was basically like, couldn't move. I was like, yo, are you sure you're not the one who's, you know you know in the 45 30s. yeah 45 <laughs> yeah. like what's going on here yeah yeah okay. it's bad it's bad so but it's it's getting better uh ended up taking care of it friday and then wait, saturday wait, so, it what go ahead so wait so that means that did you warm up for men's doubles with ed at all then because i would have imagined you would have done that friday because you we, just flew in yes we played very late friday like around 8 30 so i had the whole okay. day to kind of relax and get stretched so we got a, a couple practice games with okay. Daniel Bayoun, I think is how you say it. DB Pickleball on Instagram. Yeah, shout out to DB. Um, oh, we'll come back to him. Don't you worry. He'll get oh. he'll get a proper shout out later in this. Oh, okay. Very soon. <laughs> yeah, we got a story about Daniel. He'll, oh, here we go. He might enjoy that part of the pod. But <laughs> you know what's funny, though? Okay, so Saturday, I could tell my back was still tight. I kept using Ed's Theragun on my back to loosen it up. And my first match... Uh, I went to hit a ball and like I, my back kind of tweaked mm. and I was like, oh gosh, I was like, that was kind of like what I did at the Briones thing, but it was enough where I could still kind of play through it. And I didn't want to tell Ed that it happened because I didn't want him to feel like he had to overcompensate and play 
different for that. So we ended up winning our first one, and I told him after because we would stack sometimes, um, and we weren't stacking when we were returning. And he was kind of like, I could tell he was kind of confused, like, why are we not stacking here? And then I was like, because it was hard for me to run. So I, I didn't tell him until after because I didn't want him to, you know, freak out. Like, wait, oh, wait no. so or, what? What was y'all's game plan going into? doubles were you stacking were you planning on stacking the whole time or no like, no no only stack if we needed to kind of like what you and i do gotcha gotcha and also yeah what paddle were you playing with and what was he playing with he played with the power air which is funny because oh. he had been using the lux so when he pulled yeah, out yeah. of power i was like power air i was like yeah. you're a lux guy i was like what the <laughs> heck is this yeah 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 he had a whole video about it how he was switching from I think he was. I thought he was playing with the zero zero six before, right? And then, well, it was I think zero zero six. Well, okay, I think it went something like zero zero six, zero zero five, zero zero six. Lux power air is what I think the progression was. Okay, all right, yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, he, yeah, he was all over. But I actually ended up using the double black diamond. So I used the gearbox for singles, and uh -huh. it was great. And when we were practicing for doubles the night before, uh, it was really cold. It was probably in the fifties maybe even a little colder and i just every time i got sped up at like the ball would just sail and i sailed a bunch of returns and i was like okay i know it's going to be cold in the morning so i don't want this to happen tomorrow so i played with my double black diamond for the rest of the games and i was like this is fine like i like using this and i could control it better so i ended up using that all of the men's doubles day which i would mm -hmm. never recommend switching the night before that's a horrible <laughs> idea yeah, but dbd is goaded yeah, exactly. It's still good paddle. So that that's what we ended up using. We won our first match. I believe we lost our second match. That team was really good. Um, and then after that, you know, we grinded our way through the backdrop. We had some really good matches. And then we got all the way to the same exact spot I did in singles. Literally the the match, the semifinals of the losers bracket to get uh -huh. to bronze. Okay. Okay. And we ended up playing some people that I kind of know. I met them in California. It was actually the person that had the D Lamb costume. It was her husband. Ah, lovely. Yeah. So it was kind of funny. So we're playing them and we figure out very quickly what we need to do. And we go up. Was it six one again? We went up a bunch, like eight one, eight two, eight three, something like that. We were up a bunch. And we get to like 12 and they're like 12-7. We lose 12-15. Oh. So I think you might be right, dude. I think <sighs> you need to start down. I think it's worse to be up. Yeah, because you get lax and then the other people start playing loose. And then if they do come up, they start getting momentum. And, you know, they can kind of run with it. And like with the amount of times that it has happened you know, and I'm sure you guys listening out there, it's happened to you too. You're you're down nine one, nine oh, eight one, eight oh, even like ten oh, and you come back and somehow win it. I feel like those stories happen way more often than not. And I think it just kind of goes to show you that being down, at least at the rec level, I think not down by too much, but still down, coming from behind is way better. That momentum, because pickball is such a momentum swing kind of game, it's way better. It's way better. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I do. I felt that because once they started getting, uh, you know, motivated in the beginning, you could tell they were pretty frustrated. And then once they started uh, getting some energy back, it at least for me, I don't know about Ed, but I started playing tighter because I was like, oh, gosh, they're catching up. You know, mm -hmm. now it's like 1210 and it's like, shoot, like you got to make an adjustment. They're playing hot. And then you're you're trying to do stuff that you shouldn't be doing, like 
my role, I felt like specifically in that match, in all the other matches, I felt like we pretty much played straight up. We did stack Ed in this game, and I was trying to play more of that reset role. And I just started trying to attack too many balls, and their hands were better, and it was just like, I didn't do what I was supposed to do, so I was pretty frustrated because I felt like if I had just dinked it or kept us alive longer Mm -hmm. instead of trying to be the aggressor, we might have won that, but... They they definitely earned it. To come back from where they were is yeah. not easy. So, like, they for sure earned it. Props to uh, Jeremy and Jordan for taking us down. I did not want to get fifth slash sixth again, but, you know. <laughs> but here it is. I mean, it still, is what it is. Still sounds pretty solid. Sounds like you had a good time. So, I, I actually saw a little bit of some of the points you guys played because I believe uh, Ed was... Live oh, his it. wife. She streamed them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I tuned in just to watch. I mean, I was pretty busy with myself with work on it, but I, I tuned in. I made a few comments, like you know, and it looked like you guys were playing pretty solid. At least for the ones that uh, points that I saw you guys play. So that's no. I cool. actually really, I, I thought we played really well together, and he, like, he's pretty much my optimal like energy type of partner. Where like he's very outgoing. His mood never drops. Like. He, he's willing to kind of like troubleshoot stuff a little bit. Like there's no ego. Like I just felt very comfortable all day. Nice. Like when we were playing, it was like if I did something wrong, it wasn't like, oh gosh, I feel really dumb for doing that. It was kind of just like, okay, just don't do that again. He didn't even have to say anything. It was just like, there was no pressure. Yeah. And that's when I play my best is when there's no, yeah, no pressure, no expectation. So it was like, I, I love playing with that. He is, he's a really good player. His backhand flick is disgusting. Yeah. Like, the wall trained him for this moment. I was like, dude, <laughs> your your backhand flick is better than my overhead. <laughs> like, it's it's stupid. Like, oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Not, okay, yeah, he is so awesome. I have to ask you then, who who is the better team? Is it you and Ed or is it me and you? I don't know what. The, okay, here's what I would say. I don't know what the actual optimal team which would go further, but in terms of energy. Ed would be better. Okay. Only because here's the big thing. Not that you and I outside, like let's ignore the duper tournament. You and I have never really had any issues. Like the duper one was kind of its own little mess. Yeah. Outside of that, there's never been issues. The only thing that Ed does better than you do Uh is once we get like halfway through the day, he still has a lot of energy and is really happy to play. You're usually like, I'm ready to go home. I'm done with this. I'm in a slump. (laughs) I'm in a slump. No, I can yeah. see that, man. Ed seems like a very happy, pretty easygoing guy. So, and I knew he was going to be no, good. Yeah. I saw his his stuff. He's so. How does he play? Is his? I mean, I'm sure he's pretty steady because I've seen his videos, and I know Ed is good. <laughs> but like, yeah. Wait, why he's, are you laughing? He's, I, I'm laughing because <laughs> I thought he was going to be like because I was expecting him to use a luck. So I was like, he's going to be the resetter. Yada yada. Oh, oh. No, dude, this guy drives every third. <laughs> every, he, He's kind of like you, but even more aggressive. Like really, yeah. He loves he loves to drive. He loves to counter. Like he he likes to play fast. Okay, he definitely likes to play fast, which was not what I was expecting, but it worked. It was totally fine. I was just like I had this picture in my head, and that's not what it was. But yeah, Ed, super great guy. Loved playing with him. Very easy. There was. Like, I had absolutely no complaints. Hopefully, it was the same for him. I thought, honestly, I thought I played pretty well throughout the day. The only match that I felt like I underperformed was that very last one. But even some of the other ones, like, I don't remember the exact scoreline, but there was one team we played, 
That was a really tight match. There was a lot of really good energy. I think, I think again, we might have been up. They made a comeback, and then it got really tight. And I don't know. There was just a lot of... It's so funny. Like, when my adrenaline gets really high, I get mm-hmm. so much louder than I... I am as a person like I just start like yelling and I'm like this is not me but there's like so much adrenaline pumping through my body (laughs) nice nice awesome awesome well I'm glad you played well with Ed shout outs to Ed for carrying Chris you know it must have been hard actually maybe it wasn't because he's always got a smile on his face and I'm sure (laughs) with as jacked as he is carrying you probably wasn't a problem so he Ed is really jacked that guy is fit but Before we move on from Saturday, I got to tell one more story. Brody gets two shout outs. What? You ready for this? Okay. Yeah, he gets two shout outs. Double shout out. Dang. Brody got beat by my younger brother. Oh, no way. So, one Olsen managed to take him down in doubles. Yeah. Uh... Oh. Wait, you know um, Matthew Navarra? Yeah. I know Matthew Navarra. Selkirk guy, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. He, it was him and, um, uh, Brody played together, and then no Isaac way. and our friend Caleb played together, and they beat him. Oh, uh, okay. Dang. That's what's up. What was the score? Uh, 15-12. Okay, so close match. I mean, And honestly, I'm kind of not surprised. Caleb is, like, an amazing player. Your brother is also really good, but also your brother has experience playing against Brody. him. Yeah, because we yeah. played that one night, and he was like, oh, so he he's seen the Brody forehand he knows what to expect so yeah yeah. definitely so I had I had to put that in there and now I'm gonna tell this story really quick I wish I had beat him in singles so bad because he said and I quote and we were trash talking a bunch before the tournament he was like if I lose to you and your brother singles and doubles I will quit my job at Carbon and I will quit pickleball no way. so we were we were 50% of the way to making him quit (laughs) (laughs) he's not quitting that's I mean he'll he he might have quit but he was going to come back that was going to be the beginning of his training arc you know he's going to be yeah that's right you know lifting dumbbells with pickleballs on the side and stuff you know what I'm saying putting a paddle in his hand next to like the elastic bands like you know doing shoulder shoulder pulls you know you you know what's really funny though what I have to tell this story so i got to i got to talk with thomas wilson for like 30 minutes we were just sitting and chatting or whatever oh yeah and uh-huh. there was a point where thomas was hitting with brody just like you know I, we were kind of all just watching they were warming up just doing some stuff whatever yeah and uh we kept making jokes every time thomas would like beat brody and be like oh yeah like brody's bad or whatever so thomas starts like joining in on the fun and kind of starts making fun of brody oh no. and later when later when thomas found out we were playing each other and somehow we were talking about the banter and thomas just goes yeah, Brody's just like that guy that you can just like make fun of. Like he's just kind of easy to make. And I was like, dude, Thomas is the nicest guy on the tour. And even he's saying it. I was oh like, normally gosh. I'm the I'm, guy that's easy to make fun of. That's what I was about to say. That's what I was about to say. It's kind of refreshing to have another guy be the punching bag instead of me. Oh, okay. All right. Well, next time when you, you would have definitely been more of the punching bag had you have beaten him in singles. So no. Oh. Oh, dude, he never would have heard the end of it if I beat him in singles. I would, I would have mentioned it for the next four podcasts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, so next up on the list, another. You're t- yeah, you're saying something. Oh, was there something else? No. Well, the thing I want to jump into is so every time you know how you bring the basket back to turn in the score. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Normally they keep the ball, but you know how they're switching balls next year. Oh, so they're giving them dude. Out. 
Dude, they were just like, take these. Like, and I was confused. I was like, why they never tell us to take those. So it took me a couple times before I was like, oh, they don't want these anymore because they have a ton of them. Dude, you would take the balls from the basket and then they'd be like, Do you want more? Like, we've got more, take them. Oh. And I I just made Duras. me laugh because I'm like, yeah, I mean it's free Duras, but also like, cause no one's gonna use them next year. <laughs> Dang. Well, that's kind of cool though. I mean, they gave you some yeah. free Duras. I, so, okay. S- side note, then, do you think we'll ever see a Dura ever again? Once PPA or MLP or whoever switches to whatever new ball, I'm gonna go with yes, but I think a significant decline. If another tournament does not pick that ball up, like. Whatever the PPA ends up using, I think that's what a lot of tournaments are going to go to, and mm-hmm. I don't know why they would keep using a Dura. Like, because any competitive tournament player is going to use what the ball of the tournament is. So, like, APP would have to continue using the Dura for it to stay relevant, in my opinion. I see. Speaking of balls, I made, like, a like a video comparing, like, the three new balls, like the Helios, the Pro S1, and the GB1. And mm-hmm. so I've only had positive experience with the Pro S1, but I've noticed that there was a lot of people in my comments, um, yeah. you know, just mentioning that they don't have the same experience. They're having more negative experience with the Pro S1. So I was really curious about that because some people were saying, oh, it warps kind of quickly, then you get bad bounces. And although I know it does warp, like eventually, like mine doesn't warp that quickly. And even when they do, I don't feel like I get many, if at all, bad bounces with the pro s1 but i don't know it was just curious i haven't to see like to hear yeah i haven't experienced the bad bounce yet i've heard so i've heard people talk about it wobbling and early on in my discord before the ball was public like a lot of people who got to test it a lot of people like it goes out around but then like three or four games later it goes back into round and i actually was talking about this on reddit well that's what yeah that's what i was saying but like i've heard enough people say it now a guy even at san clemente came up to me and he was like yeah i had Mine would go wobble, and then they'd go back into round, and it's totally fine. And I posted on Reddit, and I kept getting downvoted. Like, I think people were like, ah, oh, this guy's a Selkirk shill. And I'm like, I'm not, but okay. Like, I, I've not had a bad experience with the ball yet. And I think it's because it's cold here. It's harder to warp the shape. So I'm kind of wondering if it's, like, going to be one of those balls where it's really good in the cold, but then in the heat, like, it kind of sucks. It kind of warps. Okay. Well, I don't. No, because like we got them pretty early, and then Jeff, he played in Austin. He he plays in like triple digit heat waves yeah, sometimes, he... and he says it's still good. So I don't know. It's just it was just interesting and uh, curious yeah. to me. But yeah, anyways, I'm gonna keep an eye out for sure because yeah, yeah, I'm gonna keep an eye out as well. I still think it's a good ball, even when it warps a little bit. I because I have seen a few of mine that do warp, and I still play with them, and it looks funny. But the bounce still bounces good, like or I don't get many bad like I don't get crazy extreme bad bounces like with duros that just you know shoot up really high or shoot really low. Um, yeah, but I guess I'll have to play with it more. Also, d- d- like quick side note, did you see the clip that uh, I already Neo- know? And yes, I saw it. Yep. Yeah, I, I think I sent you the Neil Moderato posted. It was at the APP, like. I've never seen that. So for for those of you you guys listening, if you haven't seen it, Neil Marada is a pro player, and he was playing with Joey Farias from Gearbox. Yep. And I forgot who served it, but the ball literally like hit the ground and it literally rolled. Yeah, right? it didn't bounce. It literally it bounce. did not come off the ground. It immediately started rolling. How how is that possible? 
I know. I've never seen that before. I think they were playing on a pickle roll. Pickle roll. Mm. Yeah. That's not a good look. It's a it, no good. You guys have to go watch this video. You're probably thinking, oh, these guys are over-exaggerating. The ball immediately hits the ground and starts rolling like a bowling ball. Like, there's no bounce. There's Yeah, there's absolutely no bounce. It might have been, shoot, it might have been an AI generated for all we know because I was like, there's just no way. <laughs> like, it defies the laws of physics. Yeah, I laughed so hard. I was like, yeah. wow, that's unreal. Go check it out. Go check it out. It was, it was maybe... Yeah. Maybe Isaac, <laughs> your editor, can find this clip and post it on the pod for, for people to, who are watching can see it. Okay. For sure. Um, cool. All right, next up, we still got a few more to go. Let's say Sunday, you played mixed. This was yes. a blind blind date? Yep, this is a blind date. So when I was in SoCal last month, the group that I was with, like we all went out to dinner and I had just asked, I was like, does anyone know anyone that would play mixed with me? Because I just don't want to sit around on Sunday when I come to this tournament mm -hmm. and the entire table points at this one person and is like her she'll do it <laughs> and she was immediately like no 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 like I'd be way too nervous to play with you and I was like no no like there's absolutely no pressure like I just want to go play I don't even care if we go oh and two I just want to play I don't want to watch all day okay and so like eventually she was like okay like go? I'll play Good. She is like the male version, or sorry, the female version of Ed. Her name's Tiffany, uh -huh. and she, she's great. She plays exactly like my mixed partner back at home, okay. except she has a little bit more put away power, and maybe is a like tiny bit more of like a, like a more of a wall. Like the amount of bad situations she bailed me out of because like I would speed a ball up and then they would attack her mm -hmm. and like reset a bunch of balls. I was like. Thank you. I was like, we definitely should have lost that because I was an idiot, but you were a wall and bailed us out of it. Good job, Tiffany. <laughs> yeah, no, she she is awesome. She plays with the Lux, and I was like, well, this is perfect. We got fire and ice. We got the gearbox. Okay. Well, did you play with the gearbox or did you play with the DVD? Well, okay. Actually, well, okay. I guess I will have to tell this story first. We're coming back to Daniel. Daniel, here's your shout out. Uh -huh. I don't know that it's the shout out you wanted, but it's the shout out you're getting. Okay. Okay. So first match of the day. I have to play Daniel, DB Pickleball, on Instagram. Uh -huh. And yep. the day before, he won 5-0 men's. Ooh. And he's who? in my uh, Harrison Yee, okay. I think. All right. He's in my 4-5 bracket. And I had messaged him before and was like, why are you in my 4-5 bracket? Like, I <laughs> know you play 5-0. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, thinking? <laughs> yes. I was like, what the heck? And then I draw him first round and i was like oh. i was like that's great this will be fun guy wins 5-0 and i get to play against him okay same reasoning as before i played with the double black diamond to start the day same reason that i did it for men's and uh game one we get pickled and i was like oof you got that's pickled not fun but we got pickled by daniel first game yeah yep Dang. did not feel good second game uh-huh 311 not much better. <laughs> <laughs> improvement. Improvement. Yeah, I mean, improvement, yes. Uh, but so I kept making fun of him. I was like, all right, you need some more sand for that bag, Daniel? <laughs> I was like, we can fill that bag full of sand for you if you want. <laughs> and I'm just going to say this now so I don't forget to come back to it. He ended up winning our division. So you uh, can imagine. I was like, all right, you shouldn't have been in this division. You're salty. Yeah. Mm. Dude, there were there were multiple teams 
the 4-5 bracket was seriously stacked. There was multiple teams that could have played 5-0 and been totally fine. Like, they were 100% 5-0 capable and whatever. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm actually not mad about it. Like, I mostly wanted to make fun of this because I'm friends with Daniel. Yeah. But also, you're a sandbagger. And if I ever see you in my 4-5 bracket <laughs> again, I will end your career. <laughs> I promise, Daniel, I will end you. Wait, how, how, how was it playing with him? Because he, he plays with the the fear box, the gearbox pro. He power, does. Right? Was he it's ripping really at funny. He hits, he hits pretty hard. I mean, he can use the paddle well, but I guess I'll tell this story as a side note. When he plays men's, yeah. he plays with Harrison who uses a Lux. So when I warmed up with them yeah. the day before with Ed, I was like, oh, the Lux guy is going to be the resetter and Daniel's going to be the power guy. No, it was the other way around. The it's guy the with the Lux hit harder than the guy with the gearbox. All right. I was like, what the heck? So it was very weird. But anyways, we lose that one. And I was like, you know what? Why am I why am I not using the gearbox for mixed? I was like, all of mixed is basically just hit the ball hard. And I was like, I'm not the one who has to reset the ball. It's Tiffany. They're just going to hit the ball at her. <laughs> you were like, yeah, I'm going to leave Tiffany out to dry. All right, Tiffany, let's no. go. Good luck. <laughs> no, no, no. no. That's just the reality. I was like, I don't even need the double black diamond to reset because I'm never going to hit one. So the next match, I go to the gearbox. We play way better. Like, it, it, I was like, I'm just going to hit the ball hard. I'm going to drive my thirds. I'm going to hope I get an overhead. And it was great. That's all we did. Okay, nice. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Uh, it was funny, though, throughout the day. Like, well, I think it was only our first match. But Tiffany kept being like, dude, I'm so nervous. And I was like, no, no, no. It's fine. Like, I don't care. I'm literally telling you. She's just starstruck, dude. You're just. Mm, well, that's what studio. I try. I kept trying to, like, explain as I'm like. And I think as. When people get to know me, which I'm sure that group from SoCal, now that they know me better, they're going to be like, yeah, like Chris is just a normal guy. Like, I'm just a normal guy, guys. Like, if you ever come up to me, I'm a normal dude. Like, I'm not, I promise you I'm not that special. So, like, playing with me is not, like, a treat. You don't need to be nervous. Like, I'm just a normal, you're probably better than me, in fact. So, it's it's, <laughs> yeah. it's not that special. You just tell them, I'm 35 <laughs> at best. You're going to have to carry me. It's okay if we lose. It's expected. So, whatever we do, if we don't go 0-2... Dude, we're miles ahead. That's yeah, we're already time. miles ahead. Exactly. I was like, I'm just happy to be here. So uh, after our first one, we ended up doing better. Um, we we only, we're or sorry, we ended up going one and two, which is not a great result. But our second match, mm -hmm. okay, again, here we go again. Just to, you yeah. know, <laughs> we were up a bunch. I don't like eight, one, eight, two or something. And then it was like 12, five, dude. This match to 15 was so long. It ends up going, we are up 14-12. And I'm like, it's like six side outs happen. And we still can't close this match. They go up 15-14. And I'm like, Chris, you cannot throw this match away. I was like, you have been up so much. And they're like attacking Tiffany. And she hits this like block lob that looks like it's going out and just barely catches the back line. Dang. And then I believe right after that, we won the next three points. Dang, goaded, Tiffany goaded. Oh my gosh. Nah, dude, she locked it down. I am telling you, like, it was so good. Like, I was like, oh my gosh. You catch that lob. You are a literal wall. sounds crazy. No, it actually is on video. Dude, I need to see it. You need to put, I need to see that. I need to see this lob block because I don't think I've, really ever seen like a lob block was it was it at the kitchen line or like yeah i what? i believe the female on that side sped it up at tiffany and then she kind of just like you know 
reflex block and it just popped up and just the everyone just turned their head and watched it go and just plop right in the corner oh my gosh that must have been so satisfying oh dude my energy levels just like went through the like the amount of relief that my body experienced in that moment like it was like time slowed down and you're like please 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 <laughs> like oh, i was oh, it was goaded so anyways we won that 17 15 and then uh, after that, we played these two, I think I was told they were D1 tennis players mm -hmm. turned pickleball in the last couple months. them? Uh, no, they crushed us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 8-15, dude had like one of the best serves I've ever seen. Uh, the girl was really good. Like fantastic players. Honestly, even getting eight points, I was pretty happy because I think they were just a better team mm -hmm. overall. Um, but yeah, dude, I had a blast. Like a double blind date. Both of these people are literally my type of partner. Like, just model after these people, and we can be great partners. Okay, like, awesome. all right. I guess I'll have I'll have to play with them, and I'll have to take notes for the next time we play together. We'll see. I don't. No promises, Chris. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't let you. I can't let you take their midday energy down. I need. I need their <laughs> midday energy to stay up. <laughs> Maybe they Ed have and I actually were too. saying. Ed and I were saying that. You need to come to Minnesota. Ed comes to Minnesota. Him and I play in the CT tournament, our big local one. Yeah. And then you play with another content creator, and then oh, we yeah. see which pairing is better. Better? Uh, yeah, I'll ask I'll ask Jeff. We said you're not allowed to ask Shay or Kyle. Okay, that's fine. I'll ask Jeff. Jeff. All right, we, we win that match. You <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't know if we win that match, but it would be fun. <laughs> no, for sure it'll be fun. Uh, Jeff and I yeah. plan on playing... A few. I, I asked him, like, hey, we should play a few uh, 5-0, like, tournaments, like, together next year because yeah. I like his kind of – he has the energy, and I like his play style. Yeah. It's very aggressive, whatever. So yep. I would like to be kind of, like, the resetter and the more calm one. Mm -hmm. So, yep. yeah, we'll see. And I told That'd him, I was cool. like, we should make – we should we should try for, like, maybe, like, an APP doubles pro qualifier just for the content. I think it would be hilarious. Oh, man. I'll film that for you. <laughs> yes, please do. Please do. All right. What else do we got on the list? Um, only other thing for me is I just want to say shout out to all the Minnesota people that, you know, we traveled with, had an awesome time with them. Like, you know, after the pickleball day, we'd all go get dinner. We had a hot tub at the Airbnb, so we'd all relax oh, in that. And then, uh, dude, it was pickleball. Like, I love competing and going to the tournaments is fun. But what I have really learned is that these tournaments are absolutely the best when you have a group to go with. Like, Agreed. This was definitely one of my favorite tournaments of the year because of the people I went with. Ed was super fun. The SoCal people that were, like, cheering and hanging out. Like, just the whole atmosphere of that is way better than if you go with, like, if just me and Isaac went or me, you and Isaac even. Yeah. It would not be nearly as fun as, like, going with a group of eight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we just need a bigger posse of tighter knit friends <laughs> to go. To I mean, we could get it. The problem is, it's just hard to get everyone from different states to all pick yes, on one tournament. Exactly. I know. I know. The coordination is kind of a pain. I get it. And also, I see here yeah. you met somebody kind of famous on your escapade out in California. Would you like to tell the audience who you met? Yeah. So I didn't talk to him that much, but I did watch his finals match, which I believe he got second in in. I think four, it five. was four or five. I believe he was in my bracket. 
Okay. Uh, but it was Justin Min, who was one of the actors in the show Beef, which you, me, and like the rest of my family loved that show. Yes. Good show. Good show. Dang, Justin Min. So you didn't talk to him? You didn't ask for a photo? I didn't talk. I mean, I, I might have said hi briefly. Ed was hanging out with him more, and we were supposed to get some games, uh-huh. but I ended up leaving the venue early before we could do that. Yeah. So you didn't ask him for a photo, but let me guess. He came up to you and asked you for a photo, right? He's like, dude, you're the Pickleball Studio. If that happened, yeah, I, that would have been, <laughs> I don't know what I would have thought. That would have been the most backwards thing ever in the world. <laughs> it's going to happen one day. It's going to happen one day. He's, can't wait for he's it a happen. really good pickleball player. Like, yeah. he's really good. So, clearly I mean, in his must. off time when he's not acting, he likes pickleball, clearly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm kind of not surprised, I guess. I mean, you came second, four or five. Pretty sol- in, in mix or in, in men's? in mixed and mixed okay no he's he's yeah. gotta be pretty solid four or five came second yeah and everybody in california i feel like plays pickleball so yeah makes yeah sense no it was legit so super fun tournament that's pretty much my tournament experience and i believe okay. you also had a tournament right uh yeah i was uh asked by my usual mixed partner katie merrill shout out to katie love you katie we played in uh four or five in kansas ppa we got bronze and then she asked me to play uh, 5-0 in OKC. I didn't play any other any other uh, bracket, but I went there and it was round robin. You play only two games and points matter. So we played two games up to 11, win by one. And we're just trying to make it out of pools. I had the biggest, we were, me and her were in the biggest pool. And I think we kind of had like some of the hardest uh, competition. There is a guy named Jonathan Hill in there who's um, a really like, strong 5-0 player here in Oklahoma and then his partner her name is Alex who I lost to in minor league pickball in Wichita in Kansas like earlier in the month but um, I thought we had a good chance of making out of pools we won all of our games except losing to Jonathan and Alex and they were number one in our pool but who I got to play was very excited about to play was uh, Glenn and Hayden and if you don't remember Glenn he, whose real name I think is Justin, but it's Mr. PBZ with the the. Pat. Oh, you yes. got to play. <laughs> <laughs> and and for for those of you guys who are listening, um, Glenn and Hayden they played uh mixed at Kansas City PPA the Golden Qualifier and they got gold, and Katie and I got bronze and we never got to play them. But I remember watching them play and I was like, oh my gosh, they're like a countering machine like like duo machine so but you have to explain why what paddle does he play with he plays with the pbz paddle and for those of you who don't know the pbz paddle is like how would you describe it it is a it's like the bird it's a saw it's a saw yeah it's a saw it's like a a serving tray with the handle at the the end essentially and basically you just don't speed it up at them because he just kind of punches at it and it flies back like three times as fast and it's just both of them have such interesting play style so first of all um glenn mr pbz is left-handed and he also switches to his right sometimes and you just don't know what he's gonna freaking do and then his partner hayden uh she has an interesting style she tomahawks a lot and she like doesn't do a backhand dink she kind of runs around and she kind of like always does a forehand even if it's all the way on her left side and so it, it was just really it was just really hard to play against or like to get used to. But basically, we played them. Uh, we and, and here's the thing: come, come back to the comeback thing. We played them first game. I think they were off, and Kate and I beat them pretty handily, 
like 11-3. And honestly, this tournament, I've played some of the best pickleball, like, I think that I played. I was like, like I had high energy. Everything was good. I was in a good mood. Like everything was going in. Um, and I was just playing my game. So we went 11-3. And then the second game, dude, I don't know what happened, but they turned it on and we could not get anything. I think at one point we were down 9-0 and then like 10-1. And I was like, man, wow, we are going to to lose. We need more points because it's we're just trying to get out of pools. We need point differentials. So points really matter. And somehow we were making a comeback. We lost to them, I think 11-8 or 11-7, but like it was just- oh wow like six, seven straight points, like we were going at it. And I think it just goes to show you that the momentum really, really matters. And anyways, after everything, I thought we were going to make it out of pools because we only lost to Jonathan and Alex, who are the number one uh, people in our pool. And then they didn't lose to anybody the whole entire time playing against pools. But they gave up one game to Glenn and Hayden, Mr. PBZ and his partner, and that was the only game that they lost and they lost it pretty bad by like they lost like 11 like 2 or something from what i heard and that gave them the extra like 2 points or something differential to kick me and Katie out of the bracket and no yeah and i was like there's no way how how did you do and um, so you but so basically you beat him but you lost to him exactly <laughs> i was I mean, I wasn't, honestly, I wasn't that upset. I was really happy with how I played uh, and, you know, got to take it easy, watch some of the games. I would have liked to play more in the bracket, but it's all good. I had a good time. Um, And then uh, let's see, anything else from that time? I uh, got to play some rec games uh, with uh, my buddy Tanner Rice. He's from OKC. He makes you know, he does some some content and footage out there, some gameplay. He always wanted to get some games with me and my buddy Mo. So shout out to him. I got to play him in my Crocs. Everybody was like, well, you playing them Crocs again? I'm like, yeah, you know, it's what I do, you know? It's the signature move. It is a signature move. And then also shout outs to uh, a young gentleman by the name of Finn, who I met out in OKC. He's like a fan of the pod. And it was so funny because um, you met Katie, right? Katie is such a mom. And like Katie somewhat like humble brags or flexes that she knows me and she's my partner he's like yo i'm partners i'm friends with pickleball will so like people are like yo you know pickleball will and he's like, and she's like yeah 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 i'll introduce you but she does it in such a mom way that's somewhat embarrassing and i can tell and it's so funny so she introduced me to finn he's like hey will i want you to be my friend finn da, 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 da. let me take a photo for you guys and like and tell like <laughs> Finn is a little like oh my gosh why is she doing this she's embarrassed like you know you're embarrassing me mom and I just that's so funny I think it's just so funny but yeah shout out to Finn yo um and uh yeah man it was a fun time out in uh OKC good tournament experience for me glad that uh I was able to play some good games before I think I head back to DC for Christmas so yeah yeah yeah, no, I'm same for me. San Clemente was great. Good way to end the year. Thought it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. I thought the tournament was ran very well. I liked the venue. Uh, definitely one of the better PPAs that I've been to so far. The only thing is like the parking kind of sucked. But yeah, overall, overall place was great. Um, it was good. Should yeah. we move to the kitchen? Yes, you've made it to the kitchen. What you got for us in the kitchen today? Not much, but I just wanted to, thought we should talk about this. Did you see that Duper is now changing their algorithm back to using points in their calculation for their algorithm? Yeah, I saw. 
and I was like, well, okay, gee, thanks. I mean, this would have been nice to have like during that time, you know, that we were playing where we were getting points and the points actually matter. Maybe my duper <laughs> wouldn't have dropped down so low. Do you know when they're switching back? Uh, I mean, 2024, or, I think. Oh, 2024. Okay. Why? Like, why? <laughs> why did they switch back and then bring it back? I don't. Here's what's so funny about this. I don't get it. <laughs> the complaints. Okay, when Duper used to use points, there. I don't know if this was a global thing. Mm-hmm. I know it was in my area at least. The higher level players would not play Duper games with people below a certain rating. Like if you weren't within a quarter point, maybe even a quarter point was sometimes not enough. People wouldn't play with you because if you didn't beat that team mm-hmm. by like a landslide then your duper would go down. So like, let's say it was a half a point. Yeah. And I don't remember exactly how many points you couldn't give up, but essentially if you gave up more than like two points, your duper was going down. So everyone was like, well, I'm not going to chance it. Like it's kind of dumb that I have to basically pickle a team that's half a point below me to not have my duper go down. I mean, all duper had to do was just tweak their algorithm a little bit, like not make it two points and make it like, I don't know, five or seven or something. Like, you know what? Yeah. Okay. What is the score that you think you should beat a team by if you are 0.5 or if you should win? Like what what is beating a team soundly and what is a close game? You know what I mean? I mean if if it's half a point, I would probably think like you shouldn't give up more than like 4 points. Definitely not more than 5. Okay. On okay, average. So, yeah, on average. So I think that's fair and if they're closer like you know, I think 7 or 8 is acceptable like I don't know. Maybe eight is not. Maybe eight is like kind of like the cutoff point. But yeah, you just got to tweak the algorithm like a little bit and then not go through this whole thing. I don't know. Hopefully. Well, yeah, go ahead. It's funny to me because Duper, like, okay, so they make this change. They take the points away and everyone is immediately like irate about it. They're like, this is the only thing that made Duper good, which is a very valid point because UTPR is only based on win and loss. So it's like, well, okay, what makes Duper any better now? But I'm like, okay, there were people who hated this. Now you're upset that they're not using points. And now they're going back to points, which I think people are happy about. But it's just funny watching, like, yeah. the circle of this whole thing. I think it just means there's a, a happy medium. Like, there has to be a tweak. I think the point system is better. It, it would be more accurate. They just need to tweak the algorithm so that it is, you know, more accurate, essentially. I will say, though, like... As of lately, I really feel like Duper is falling out of favor of a lot of people. Like this week alone, I Why saw several posts of people bashing Duper. I know Dane Gingrich made a post. I mean, everyone's just been upset about Duper for a long time. Like it's clearly far from perfect. I still think it's infinitely better than any other rating system we've had so far, especially mm-hmm. UTPR. But, you know, it's not perfect. Like some people are inflated. Some think they're not high enough. Uh, sometimes people are mad about how far they dropped. Um, the one thing I do think... updated. <laughs> yes, at least it gets updated. <laughs> okay. The one thing I really wish they'd change mm-hmm. is mixed and gendered should not be the same. It sh- You should have a different rating. Ah, that's that's interesting. Yeah. It's not the, it's not the same game. Like, you, gendered is so different from mixed. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's true. Kind of like how singles is kind of yep. like its own um rating yeah no i actually yep. you're right i i agree i will say though after this weekend i think i've definitely leveled up my mixed playing a bit my problem solving has gotten a little bit better and you know surprisingly like 
when I play, because usually, you know, I'm playing, I'm stacked on the left. Uh, I have found that if my partner, you know, is not doing well on the right side, I found it easier to, I guess, stack KD on the left and I cover more court because I told her, I was like, if you can't attack or, or just sit forehand, like just if they're trying, because they're targeting her, right? And they continue to target her because I was playing hot. So if you hit to her, sit forehand and get ready to smack. Look for the Ernie on the forehand because it's easier to Ernie on the forehand side, on, on the left side, if you're, if you're right-handed. And then I'm quick enough to cover like all the way on the right. And my backhand is, I think, good enough or adequate enough to attack you know, if I'm cover if I'm playing the right hand side. So it's a little problem solving like for me, but I think that's kind of like what has worked for me uh, or what I've learned has worked for me playing mix. Because before when I'm, when I'm playing on the, the left side and their other team is really good at, at targeting my partner on the right, it is really hard for me to get in there. And then sometimes I'm stretching so far over and I'm not that tall or I'm not that long. So like I can't, even if I get that ball, I really can't do much with it. And then I leave the left side open and then it's to my backhand. It's just, yeah, I don't know. I will say one thing that me and my usual mix partner have done, and Tiffany and I did this a little bit, but Mm -hmm. not probably as much as we should have in one of our matches. But what I find works really well is if your partner can dink up the line without getting Ernie'd and that guy is going to keep targeting her like they really want you out, mm-hmm. one thing that's worked well is have your partner stand just a little bit off the line so th- enough so that you could cut in front and take a ball because if they're just going to dink straight, like if the guy is not going to give you anything, mm-hmm. it becomes very predictable that they're going to go back to her and if they have a dink that is not perfect, yeah, you just come over and smack it really quick and that's kind of how it worked for Tiffany and I because the guy was a lefty. So the two Uh, females were head to head and mm -hmm. they would just dink to each other the whole time. So it was kind of nice to be able to come over and just like attack a ball because you knew, or generally speaking, I didn't think I was going to get a ball that came cross court back to me. So it was like, okay, I'll just wait for you to leave a floater and then I'll come in and like smack it. Okay, yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I'm gonna have to try out some of these other things. Yeah, it's been much more enjoyable to play mixed, at least this tournament now that, you know, I've seen more games and kind of like, like I can see why you like it a lot more. Cause before I was like, man, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, it just seems, yeah. um, I don't know, kind of like a free for all for me, or I'm just being completely isolated, but it, it's a, there's like a systematic way to kind of problem solve the situations or the patterns that you see. Like you were right. Like the patterns are easier to see and you can change things up uh, so that you can solve for these patterns a lot better in mixed because you kind of have an idea of what are the optimal like patterns and situations are in mixed. So yes, that was cool. All right. Totally. But yeah, Duperman, I don't know. I kind of feel like I don't know that they're going anywhere necessarily, but I do feel like if they don't start making some good changes, they're definitely going to be in trouble. And it seems like pickleball brackets and duper don't get along. And I'm like, well, if you can't scrape the data from the, biggest tournament website like <laughs> steve Coons you're kind of host <laughs> well not steve i it would be you know, he's tom he's, dundon owns pickleball brackets right right but steve uh coon runs duper now right or he's focusing on running duper yeah so he wants the data from pickleball brackets but pickleball brackets won't let them take the data uh okay okay yeah and uh over on the other side of the pond is app they're aren't they working they're working on another rating system right now too yeah right? they're working with that you know utr, UTR. tennis 
system. I haven't heard any update about that, so no idea how that's going. I haven't either, but I mean, that might be a contender in the future. Who knows? Uh, yeah, we'll see. Ratings are a disaster in this sport. <laughs> I mean, it's it's still a fairly new thing. Could it be better? Yes, but it's. I think it's still early on. There's... Let's just say everyone's a 3-5. How about that? How about that? Oh, okay. Yeah, we can say everybody's 3-5. <laughs> you, you can have your own rating, 3-5 at best. That, I, oh my That's gosh. right. I wish... Dude, whatever, whatever system, right? Maybe the new one. They you can put that like three five at best as its own little like as like a joke, you know? It'd be hilarious. An Easter egg, an Easter egg, dude. Yeah, as an Easter egg, like I'd switch to. I I would, I would applaud that system. I would switch to it and like shill it out hard. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody switch to this. For. Everybody switch to this one. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, you got anything else, Wilkes? That's pretty much all I got. No, that's all I got too, man. Good stuff. Uh, shoot, we only have a few more podcasts to go before we hit the end of the year. Only like three more, man. Three only more. three more. Let's go. Thank you for everybody. You've been following along this whole entire year, helping the pod grow, um, helping us grow. It's been awesome meeting all you guys. Uh, so thank you. You won't hear the last of it. I'm sure you'll hear more of that. Uh, the next few episodes so yeah till for sure next time we'll catch you in the next episode peace out later